another episode of the Unit Macquarie Financial Podcast, made by investors for investors. Welcome to the Financial Podcast by Unit Macquarie. I'm your host, Addison Wright, and today we've got another good episode in store for you. Speaking with Hader again from Unit Macquarie, thanks for, thanks for being here today. Great to join you again, Addison. Well, it's all tech and earnings for today with a bit of news coming from my beloved defense tech stock. Starting off with the market, the S&P 500 is up 4.6% um, for the month, so it's it's doing decent. And 46%, oh, over 46%, I must add, from the COVID-19 lows, which is just, you know, still staggering to sort of add on from last week's episode. The ASX 200 is up 2.2% for the month and 34% up from the covid 19 lows. I guess, you know, we were talking about it being a bit topsy and turvy. It's still going up and up. Um, you know, do, we have, do you have any thoughts on the market just quickly before we get into the other stuff, Adam? Yeah, it's been, well, this week's been quite uh, up and down as well. Mm. Um, oh, the ASX was up on, I think it was up a little bit on Monday uh, and then up two and a half percent on some stimulus news that the mm. JobKeeper program is going to be extended, yeah, uh, although, that, although a little bit less now. Mm. But yeah, uh, and obviously the market approved of that, and then yeah. it was down one and a half percent the next day. So yeah, probably some profit taking going on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been an up and down week this week for the ASX at least. Um, heading into earnings season should be starting soon here. Uh, and the US market's been, but US market's been a lot more steady, just steadily moving up. Which which is surprising. I mean, and we had um, we also had the, on that two percent day, we also had the vaccine news and stuff coming out of I think it was um, England had some promising trials or something and I think the US liked it as well. I don't know, you know, vaccine news is, is always going to trigger markets. Um, but yeah, no, the, that job caper was, it, it was good to see it being sort of um, extended. It will be sort of beneficial for those businesses that are struggling at, at, for now, um, I guess. So it'll be interesting to see how job growth is sort of dealt with as well but that is probably a question for the next couple of months and now it's all about sort of i guess well I, I don't even know earnings i suppose it's earnings season and you know the the quarterly reports are coming in thick and fast um from pretty much well all over, all over the world and all, every market in in, in in that sense um i guess before we get on to that because we've got a really good snippet on um sort of the earnings and some some big news coming out of some other places as well. But before we get on to that, do you want to talk a little bit about commodities and forex? This is your space, so I'll I'll, yep. uh, I'll pass the, the mic over to you. Well, I'll mention this one just before. I found a statistic actually that the because I love my statistics. Yeah, you love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the VIX first time ever the VIX has been falling for the for fifteen weeks in a row. Yeah, well, okay. fifteen out of the last eighteen weeks, the VIX has actually been down. However, it's still sitting above 20. <laughs> so, that 24 mark. I mean, the 20, it's, yeah, it's still sitting up there as well. But moving into the um, commodities and foreign exchange again, uh, the euro, the Aussie, the pound, was all just been running away again from the uh, US dollar. Yeah, so I saw um, earlier this week the Aussie dollar going to, you know, over 70, like, you know, which is crazy because it was trading really low in, um, in March after all the COVID sort of fear. So, yeah, definitely something yeah. that... To, to discuss about it and and when I you're, you're the expert so you, you want to go on a little bit about why yeah. well, it's, it's at an 18 month high the mm. euros at an I think an 18 month high surged past the March highs because just before March it um, all the currencies surged against the US dollar yeah 
And then as the as it really started to impact, the everyone ran to the US dollar, and yeah. we saw the euro collapse all the way down to 108. Yeah, well, uh, very very low level. It's it's really just pushing now on the 116. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 116, which is it's really taken off the euro. Um, the Aussie dollar is now 71 and a half. Uh, the pound's back at 127, so this is almost um, middle of last year as well. Uh, the US dollar just keeps uh, it's just crumbling now. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how it really, uh, if it can recover or what it's going to take for it to start finding some strength. But at least for the time being, the US dollar will help, the big being so weak, will help the emerging markets. Yes, of course. Uh, and it's also very good for the US economy as well. Uh, with, with like with their exports, it'll make it a lot easier for them. Uh, as for the Aussie dollar, I mean, it's it's actually quite funny. I found the I found from the Commonwealth Bank actually mentioned mm. that the fact that we can't travel overseas this year mm. for holidays and all will actually benefit the Australian economy by about twenty twenty billion dollars because we won't really? be spending money overseas. We'll be spending wow. it here. Okay, that's that's an interesting statistic. I mean. I guess the fact is though that we've lost a lot of the um, tourism business, which is important to Australia. But you know, depending on what happens with, well, actually, depending on what happens with sort of regional tourism or sort of tourism Australians going and visiting other parts of Australia, sort of what what do we call that? In in, in no, not international. I guess the, oh, domestic. That's the word. Domestic travel. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be in, it'll be interesting. I think you know, there's issues in Victoria. But I'd say later on in the year, hopefully we get that's you know everything sort of will quiet down. I mean, hopefully I, I can't make that kind of calls, and it's a tough situation over there. But hopefully everything can be sorted out, and it will be interesting to see um, sort of the domestic tourism that comes about because it is definitely a thing, you know. Like um, going to places like I don't even know like Hunter Valley or you know some of the other regional New South Wales. The Blue Mountains helping yeah, out the uh, communities that have been affected by the fires too as well. So yeah, that'll exactly. be so, that so, might be a silver lining of the travel, the international yeah, travel ban. Yeah, so yeah, it, it probably will benefit some of those places that have, well, they've just gone through the worst, you know, drought, bushfires, COVID, and you know, so it'll be interesting to see how actually how much it, um, I guess money gets pumped into those sort of sectors. Definitely something to sort of think of commodities. Did you have any commodities? Yep, and gold gold again has really run this week. It's yeah. gone up to 1876 uh, in a US ounce. Oh, and what is that on the on the Aussie then? That must be mad. So, well the Aussie because of the Aussie strength it hasn't really moved too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so it's only about it's only about 20 or 30 Aussie dollars above where it was last okay. week. But uh, in terms of US dollars it's had a pretty strong week again. Mm, well, um, with the full US dollar, you're going to see that you know all the time as gold sort of appreciates. But yeah, well, it's really it's really now pushing back to GSC levels. It's not far away from it at all now. Wow, really? So this that, that will be interesting to see if you can go through it. Um, mm. We'll have to probably in the next few weeks. But the other one is uh, oil. Oil's okay. oil's oh, kept going through as well. Up at up at forty two dollars West Texas oh, really? oil. Which is also quite a, um, quite quite strange because whilst OPEC has said they're going to have a look at their production cuts, mm. uh, the US economy is again shutting shutting down or yeah. locking locking going into lockdown again, yeah, and yeah. it's expected highly likely it's ex- we can probably see US um, demand for oil start falling again. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where that uh, yeah. where it goes from here. I mean, will it sit at forty or will it? Uh, How low did it... we get with oil? 
Did we, we, oh, we got to negative negative territory oh, for yeah. West Texas, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, no, I think Brent crude only got Brent crude got down to the thirties. I think maybe even high twenties it got to, but it wasn't. Um, oh, Brent crude. I'm talking. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it it will be interesting to see actually because like we're at a pretty steady. We've been what it's been sort of bouncing around thirty eight to forty two. Hasn't really gone past that range in sort of the last, I'd say couple of weeks from you know what i've seen yeah exactly it's been yeah. stuck at 38 to 40 it's sort yeah. of pushed through this week a bit as well I'll, yeah I'll, I'll be i'll be interested to see what happens sort of with if there's more if there are more lockdowns in the u.s but again i think you've got a lot of other countries that are actually sort of easing restrictions i mean depending on whether they need to cut back on those restrictions but you know you might i, I can understand a jump in oil price um but yeah it's definitely something that's going to be interesting if the u.s sort of cuts because you know the u.s is just such a massive you know uh, you know user of oil it, you know it, they're just uh, one of the main catalysts for you know sort of demand so well yeah and 80 percent of the state 80 percent of all um the oil the states that use about 80 percent of the oil are all going into shut into another lockdown yes, that's actually that's so it's going to be a big uh, big drop out a uh, drop from american demand yeah just from be, those states it'll be interesting to see and and definitely one that i'll be watching Anything else on, on commodities or are we going to move no, on? No, well, let's move on. I think you're quite uh, excited today. Oh. It's the 23rd of uh, July with uh, one of your defence stocks. So this is one of the stocks you did an interview on yeah, so uh, a few few months back, we I did believe a, it is. We did an interview with the CEO of Drone Shield, Oleg Vornik, and he um, you know, has taken a LinkedIn and you know they've sort of announced really good news. So yesterday they had a quarterly report uh, for the June period, you know, really good quarterly report. You know, for a tough period. I mean, most businesses are doing a tough, uh, you know, but just consolidation. Nothing really to drive up the price until today, when um, we saw an announcement that you know, small, small deal, but they got a deal with um, the U.S. Air Force uh, to sell their uh, drone gun tech, and not only that, but their new AI solution, which is a really big thing. Um, sort of starting to that's starting to get some um, sort of well tailwinds and some sort of to be propelled forward it's it's very interesting i think it's um up over 30 34 34 for the day yeah i'm being optimistic at the 35 but 34.78 percent up for today um which is you know fantastic numbers yeah and it really broke through um sort of into that territory later in the day as well so it's it is interesting to see uh the stock getting sort of increase on it's a small deal the deal was only i think two hundred thousand dollars um of, you know of an order which is reasonably small um but i think the thing is that's what they were talking about is it just it's traction uh for more deals it's like a proof of concept and a proof of concept when you've got a two hundred thousand dollar order well it's something definitely in defense it's something that you know raises a few eyebrows it's like okay that's uh you pretty much sold them there so interesting to see i mean the def- u.s defense you know is like how do I put it? It's like it's such a big, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so such big. a big portion, so and you, it's not going to get smaller anytime yeah, soon as well so with the tension going on. It's usually so. when when they do something, other people follow as well. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. So, you know, a lot of good catalysts for Joshua. I'm, I'm very bullish on that stock. And then another stock um, which we've also kind of talked about a little bit. It's all about defense. Uh, you know, I've got to check myself a little bit here, but it's all about defense tech, defense tech. But another stock, uh, EOS, which we've been talking over the last couple of weeks, has rallied about, um, I guess, well, from from the levels that I was calling it at about 550, you know, it's rallied to roughly 15%, which is, you know, really good levels in, in sort of only a short amount of time. Mind you, 
this is kind of speculation you know i'm waiting for good results but you know up 10 percent today on no news and you know i had a really good day yesterday as well so there's got to be some questions asked of what's going on if there's something that um, investors don't know about or news not being broken but definitely something that i'll be watching like a hawk um tomorrow the defense defense pun there yeah oh, oh i didn't even mean that but yeah <laughs> definitely something definitely something to, to definitely look at is um eos and drone show the two sort of defense stocks sort of lighting the market up um for today definitely so yes yeah, so it's i'm a very happy happy boy today um and hopefully sort of those runs can keep going for a, a little bit longer would be would be nice and and i, I definitely can see some more traction for both of the businesses but you've got to ask questions when you, you've got to be careful when stuff start going like this because you've got to be ready to um i guess not get caught in and sort of on the big ones but yeah definitely something to to look forward to and keep my eye on will be um those two companies again yeah, well they're both definitely they, they, i mean looking at the charts they both look yeah. not not too bad at least from a chart point of view but they've both finished at their highest point as well for the day so it looks like it's been a yeah. continual move all up not just a sudden jump either in the price yeah, but... exactly and i think look it, it's something definitely to sort of i mean drone shell is such a small business really it's you know 40 million market cap so it's tiny where the eos is um quite a large business i think 900 million market cap just um sort of from memory um it might be maybe 800 but you know so reasonably small businesses but that's the thing though with um sort of this new defense spending in australia now that we're picking australian businesses to sort of so um give sort of supply now you've got the u.s coming to drone shield you know will australia start also with the australian government start coming back to drone shield as well i mean they have in the past it's something to watch eos they've already got the deals with the australian government so you know i reckon that's why the buy-up's happening as sort of people are jumping on before news breaks but yeah it's definitely something that it's um really interesting to sort of um innovation in australia and i think it's uh potentially some really good stories to sort of watch in in for the future so definitely yes i'm very very bullish on those two but i, I could talk about them all day but i think there's <laughs> other things we want to talk about now what we said last week and i'm very excited to talk about this because we were talking about it last week um, i suppose we've talked about it every week as well, oh, well really since i've been... since, since i've jumped in at least i found yeah, a way yeah. to throw it out there <laughs> well i'm keen to talk about tesla that's the big one it's the it's the name on everyone's lips as well um you know sort of earnings coming out uh, was it this morning yeah, so this morning, okay. Thursday the 23rd of July yeah. in Sydney, so Wednesday yeah, Wednesday in America after the market Very closed. We've got, we got other earnings, but let's just focus on Tesla for the second. So according to FactSet, uh, you know, you have all the brokers, you know, I think there's about 20 or 30 of them that report on FactSet, you know, really prestigious, like JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs, all of that. Um, you know, they had their EPS consensus at about 48 cents. So in the small profit, well, the EPS actual was 2.18 or a 350, 350% surprise up. So it's it's going to be interesting how it opens tonight, uh, the Tesla stock. But you're, you've got some thoughts of why that's sort of that massive EPS. Um, well, it's actually a little bit bogus. Um, yeah, well, to start off with, the revenue was actually, revenue they also beat on the top line as well. So there was a top line and bottom line beat. However, the revenue was slightly down actually from last year, down four percent. Yeah, damn. Um, even though they had more car sales, I think there's been a good amount of cost cutting there. They've done well, even especially well, um, well with the um, coronavirus going on. Yeah, we have to have the, the car deliveries up. 
yeah, yeah. Um, opening a factory in Berlin. The China factory's probably done them some favors here because while China, well, I suppose while America was down, the China yeah, factory yeah. would have probably been running. Uh, and they've also announced there's a new factory in uh, Texas. So if you remember a few yeah. months ago, the first lockdown, how um, Elon Musk was not very happy yeah. with the lockdown, I, and he threatened to leave uh, California. So he's they've actually got uh, they've actually in his uh, in the earnings call announced the factory in Texas. To yeah. Open. Yeah, I, I heard I heard a little bit about that. I mean, Elon Musk is his, his own little world sometimes, and he you know he does go a little bit rogue. But it is interesting to see his sort of plans. And yeah, I guess the, but the China the Chinese deal, dealt with um, sort of the virus quite well. And I think it's you know to have their fact have one of their factories there. It's definitely something that um, sort of will be a good catalyst for their for, for the stock. I'm interested to see the revenue down. I mean, revenue down though for this period. Really, that's fair. Because yeah, it really, it's for the whole year was down yeah. a little bit. Um, but I think the interesting part, I think you mentioned about the, you, you've mentioned about the earnings. So the earnings was about, a, I think it was 110 million net income and 104 million net profit. However, mm. if you look in, because of the um, environmental, the environmental benefits of driving electric cars as opposed to petrol cars, a uh, similar system, what I think they were planning to introduce here in Australia as well with the carbon credits or the regulatory credits. So Tesla has collected a whole lot of them and they actually, and they trade them in the market. They've actually sold $428 million worth of these credits. Mm. Uh, and I believe, as far as I believe, that's actually included in their uh, net profit, net income. Yeah, and it's, it's so, because it's, it seems a bit like an accounting trick. A little bit, I suppose. It's, I suppose, revenue, whatever revenue. That it's fair game. It's you know, it's part of the business. They know they they can produce efficient cars, and everyone else can do it. I suppose. Mm. But uh, it does it does illustrate that they are still struggling to be profitable. Yeah. And and he mentioned that actually as well in the um, earnings call where he did say that Tesla isn't. They don't intend to be a super profitable company either. Yeah. Well, uh, they're going on the rapid expansion. You know, that's sort of that's the that's why their stock price is growing so much. Is it's afterpay all over? No, not quite. Let's not even go there. Oh, I don't think afterpay can compete to no, 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 Although Bloomberg today actually, um, in an article, called it uh, Asia's hottest tech stock, up seven hundred percent since hot? March. So, well, I think I think the thing with Tesla though is it's all about uh, same. Okay, better example like Netflix. You know, it's all about growth, growth, growth. You know, sort of deal with the the profit 100% a little bit later and focus on growing that customer base, customer base and sort of the, the top line a little bit more. I, I can understand that. Of course, you know, if a business isn't profitable, then it's, you know, not that fantastic and it's not the goal. The goal is to be profitable. But I think I think it's something that sort of, when it comes to Tesla, they've got such a, I don't know. Well, it's a very California tech style yeah, uh, business really. way to run a business to yeah. let's just grow it as big as we can knock everyone yeah. out of it and then we'll figure out that a bit later when it comes down the track so I think when we've got control of the market so I, I don't think it's it'll be interesting to see how they can continue mm. and uh, I, I think it's going to be the main thing that I'll be watching is the pre-market right because the US is or just the open of the of the US market with Tesla because I want to see how it goes I mean you've got this massive Surprise! I mean, it's already up four percent in the pre in the after hours, 
but I, I don't even think the news is broken by then. But maybe well, it, 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 it was it, up actually got up to eleven percent, I believe, at one point. It's really? fallen down to four. Oh yeah, I'm seeing that, currently currently yeah. sitting at sixteen fifty seven in the pre market. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if it really does run much further though. I mean, you've got this massive surprise, but I, I want to see if people like oh look, there are a lot of Robin Hood kind of investors on this. Um, I do actually want to see uh, what you know, because when you have such a big surprise, depending on how they spin it. You know, it's such a big surprise of consensus. You know, if, if it was legitimate revenue, holy, you know, the stock would be up with like twenty percent, like or, or more. Like if it had sort of a that much of a surprise, maybe even more. Like that kind of surprise would be massive. Yeah, well, I think especially with the challenges off the quarter yeah. with the coronavirus as exactly. well impacting it, it certainly has been a. I think as we, I saw Wedbush Securities actually mentioned that it was executed flawlessly. So. Yeah, so it, it's certainly for a, for a business to do so well, where it's discretionary spending, not a essential service. You know, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, pandemic. It's definitely done a done a good job this oh, quarter. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of it. Yeah, it was it's like it's a luxury thing. Yeah, so yeah, I guess that yeah, definitely, it definitely is a big thing. Yeah, all right, then maybe I have been just a little bit harsh on it. Then I guess yeah, it's going to be a really interesting thing to see. That was definitely the main thing I'm watching tomorrow. Um, you know, in, in the US because you know potentially could go sort of ballistic really like on the on this kind of news so I'll be, I'll be interested to see well actually i'll be interested just to see how the market interprets it personally i see it and go whoa that's you know pretty impressive but then after speaking with you and we spoke spoke about the uh, those credits or something um you know it's interesting to see that okay it's not as impressive as sort of just the normal numbers make that to be but i want to see if investors sort of take that on the chin or if they sort of go ham with it so I'll be I'll be interested on that. And I suppose the other part to Tesla's uh, yeah. to, to this Tesla story right now is they they've now had four quarters profitable, mm. which uh, which means they're now eligible to join the S and P five hundred and they'd fit yeah. in certainly with a three hundred billion dollar market cap. Yeah, <laughs> that makes up actually almost or just over actually one percent of the S and P five hundred. Yeah, it's a, and the big driver of the growth could be this. Index, uh, the yes, index yes, fund no, with forty-two, with four four point two trillion dollars worth of indexing, and yeah, making right. up one point one percent of the uh, S and P five hundred. It'll be a big, yeah, uh, it'll, it'll be a be big. Really uh, interesting to see the liquidity um, traded on on Tesla. Like how many? What's the volume? Because like if those index funds, like those big ETFs that are just the S and P five hundred or whatever, and it gets rebalanced into it. It's going to be really interesting because they'll be buying. They'll have to buy up the stock. Like, exactly, and normally for a stock, they normally go from the mid cap four hundred. So that just sits the that's the next four hundred after the S and P five hundred, and they normally move from one index to another, uh, the index fund to another index fund. But this yeah. time round, it won't be that way because they haven't. They're only included in the Nasdaq, the QQQ <laughs> index yeah. fund. Yeah, and this will be interesting to see how many funds actually have to try and chase after it. Well, definitely, definitely see if they actually get added. I, I wonder where that's going to break. I, I think it'll come on the news. Like you won't really need to search too too much for it, really, to see if they get put into the S P five hundred. But like, well, it's automatic, I'm guessing. But like, you know, I want to know exactly when it happens. So it will be interesting. But that alone, like, screw the announcement just for a minute. That alone is going to be a great catalyst for the stock. Really, like, potentially already priced in, but. It's going to be something that will be discussed and sort of investors are going to be wary of, well, that's going to just, you know, it's a given it's going to go if it starts getting bought up by 
you know, hundreds or thousands. I don't know how, you know, exactly how many ETFs are just the S&P 500, but it's going to be a lot. And it will be interesting yeah. to see. Exactly. Um, well, this, the rebalance is in September. Oh, so okay. that's, okay. that's what, I'm not sure exactly oh. the day, but I can see it's uh, September will, is the rebalance of the S&P 500. It's, it's, well, it is similar to... Um, the ASX, because I'm pretty sure the ASX is also in it. And yeah, it's also an S&P uh, index, so All right, well, yeah, they'll both be similar times to each other. I think they did skip the March one because of the uh, because of the collapse, but Fair. I don't think they'll be skipping this one. Right, that will be interesting. That's definitely something to sort of keep on our list, and we'll definitely keep you covered and, and let you know what happens when it breaks, and definitely something to keep an eye on for, for us too as well. you want to go over some other earnings? We'll just go over it quickly, and then we'll sort of wrap everything up. Uh, yes, yeah, so there was uh, UBS reported uh, profit down to eleven percent from the same wow. period last year. Well, Microsoft, where they had uh, where they had a seven, I think seven percent growth in um, revenue, which is actually the lowest since twenty seventeen quarter wow. two. Oh, yeah. And Daimler, the car, the the owner of Mercedes Benz. Sure. Uh, they had they they've had a lot of trouble. They're the truck unit of Mercedes, and they've had a um, actually reported a loss for quarter two. Damn. So, so, it's, so te- while Tesla's up, the other car companies seem to be struggling a little bit as well. Yeah, of course. They've reported a net loss uh, for uh, for this quarter as well. So, that's quite interesting. There's a few other uh, other companies reporting. Actually, Rocha Holdings. They so might have heard of Rocha from the coronavirus testing. Yeah. They, so they're providing the testing kit to uh, to the US. But they have even in the first quarter they didn't see too much of a too much benefit from that and they've actually had their sales down because of the lockdowns as well. People haven't been going around to pharmacies as much yeah, either. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair enough then. That's fair enough. I I think it is actually like sort of I mean that UBS is interesting because what we were talking about, um the other banks, the investment banks doing quite well. Yeah, last just last week we talked about yeah, how American banks did very well on the yeah, top line. So interesting to see that the you know, UBS in, in Europe isn't doing as um, well as well as the others. I mean, it, it's interesting to sort of just to, to note, you know, just as a little fact. So, I, I definitely interesting to see that there. If um, sort of the institutional investors or sort of the bigger investors are kind of slowing down a little bit, but I mean, you can't really say that because you've had such good growth with the American banks. So, that, but still. Well, yeah, the American banks have continuously outperformed, especially since the yeah. GFC, the low rates in Europe yeah, from the ECB being now negative 0.5 is really, is really started to have an impact on the, yeah. the European banks. Well, that's always going to do it. Well, I think, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think that's everything we've discussed. Yeah, that's about, I think that's about watch all. Tesla tomorrow. Drone Shield tomorrow, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be good. You know, we'll just be able to watch everything. And, and, and I guess coming into September and next couple months, we'll also look at that rebalance because that's actually going to be interesting, not only for Tesla, but also what sort of exit or who it replaces. So definitely something to sort of look at. Um, yeah, I guess we'll... The last one I talk about is the yeah. budget deficit in Australia. Oh my gosh. About <laughs> you want to end on that? <laughs> yeah, I think we better end on that. I yeah, just, right. uh, just came to my mind now. 9.7% of GDP for 2021. So, uh, sorry, for uh, 2019-20 at $184.5 billion. Yeah, I was... Really... The highest since World War II. Yeah, World War II. That was just... Well, I was what I was going to say. It's actually mental. To, to think about. I mean, fair spending has been necessary, but well, in my opinion, at least, we we, we can argue about that. But I think it's interesting to see um, sort of it get to these levels. Though I just it's absolutely crazy. 
um, yeah. to, to just comprehend, like for a second, that we're back to the, that those sort of those levels in you know, World War II. Um, so it's, well, I mean, you can pretty much clearly now say that COVID-19 has probably been the biggest challenge for the, sort of Australia since sort of World War II, that kind of big kind of global event. So definitely um, something that's going to, well, weigh its impact on sort of the government for years to come. And I, I mean, it's nothing really to, to worry about. I'm sure we'll be able to sort out the deposition later. Well, actually, I saw that because the UK, uh, UK had a look after World War II. They actually managed to start paying down the debt. Yeah. And they also managed to achieve economic growth. So yeah, okay. well, that's quite, quite an interesting thing to see that they didn't rely on government spending to get them out of the, out of the trouble after World War II. Mm. Uh, they were, the economy was actually able to do it themselves and I think it's going to take some, in my opinion, it's not going to be government spending is not going to drive us out of it just the way it is. I suppose it's been a good transition from now, but we really do need to find uh, an industry that's going to provide some economic growth for, the, yeah. for Australia, like a, another mining boom. Yeah. I suppose the talk about the transitioning economy really has faded away, yeah. but we haven't really found anything else to transition to yet. It's still been mining and really construction only. So finding finding a big industry that's gonna, you know, take take the Australian economy that next uh, to the next twenty years or so will be yeah. what the goal of the government needs to be. We need to find something to to drive the growth essentially. Yeah, definitely something to talk about. I guess well in a couple of months from now, and yeah, I guess it's a. I mean, it's an issue, but I I think it's it's sort of it's a, an issue for tomorrow kind of kind of thing if I put it like that and it'll be interesting to see what kind of sectors come next because it is also related to the market as well because you know you have like the mining booms and stocks going ballistic so definitely something that we'll, we, we cover and I actually couldn't pick it if someone asked me today which kind of sector do you look forward look seeing to be more reliant you know the Australian economy comes more relied on you know you can't really pick that just now um, so yeah but definitely something to sort of consider and something we'll probably talk about in sort of the next few weeks I suppose yeah, to see where the government spending really starts to move in terms yeah. of the rest of the country well I think I think we'll wrap it up there um, yep. we went to be a bit short but it's okay we got you know, sort of the normal length but it's all good and uh, yeah well thanks for listening and uh, tuning in for another episode of the New Macquarie Financial Podcast we, we appreciate all our listeners and so thank you and and also thanks for your time out today Ada. it's been it's been good chatting and i suppose if there's any listeners out there who've got interesting topics they want to hear covered as well send us uh, send us a message to either addison or myself and we'll try and get it on to where we can maybe find that or talk about that topic as well if anyone's going to contact um us it's it's probably going to be through Una macquarie on on facebook we've got a link on our anchor and also on spotify and and, and as well as that i'm I'm pretty sure with Anchor, actually, you can leave uh, sort of messages on there. So, yeah, if, if anyone ever has anything, sort of notes, definitely uh, use that and, and get in contact with us and we'll, we'll talk about it. We might, might even do a post on Facebook asking if people have, want, have any themes that they want to talk about um, or companies they want us to try and get in contact with. It's definitely something to, to consider. Well, I will wrap it up there. Uh, thanks again and thanks for listening. All the best. Bye for now. Bye.